welcome to another episode of I'll Be There For You, a podcast about pop culture and coping. I'm your host and producer and knack mom, Lindsay Ennett. And on every episode, I bring in a friend or someone I admire or usually both to talk about a piece of pop culture that helped them get through a difficult time in their life. Why am I doing this? Why am I subjecting you to yet another pop? I love talking to people about... I love talking to people about... Uh, the things they love and the things that excite them. And and I love talking to people about how they're able to get through and practice self and community care when the world is literally on fire. If you care about the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills and about the ice caps melting, this podcast is for you. My guest today is Jamie Meeks. Oh my God. Hi, it's me. Hey, hey Jamie. <laughs> Jamie is a comedian currently based in Austin and getting ready to move to LA. Anything else you want to plug or that oh, you're Oh man, on? I'm doing a show tonight. Um, doing at, a show tonight. But yeah, this will obviously not be your tonight when you listen later, but it's my tonight tonight. So that's how time works. <laughs> okay. Tonight, I'm going to stop. <laughs> it's my tonight tonight. Yeah, I'm doing a show at Second City. Our friend Lindsay put it up and no, nothing else to plug for now. Just. <laughs> Just cool. L.A. and yeah. Austin. Any upcoming shows in Austin or anything where people can oh, see you? Oh, man. I Yes, I'm doing a show at the Hop and Grain, which is a brewery. And I, I haven't been to it, but I'm going to go there. And hopefully people will laugh. So we'll see. It's coming up. It's um, in like three weeks. What are you looking forward to about, uh, about moving out to, to L.A.? Oh, man. Making fun of everyone who lives there. That's high on the list. Um, I would say something. Well, obviously doing a bunch of shows out there. Like I want to go see the people that I admire the most, like do their weird improv set on like a Tuesday night or something. I think that'll be really fun. And the weather, <laughs> considering I left here because it's just too dark and too cold, but excited for lots of stuff. It'll be it'll be cool. Did I tell you already that um, I bought a camper van? You bought a camper van? I bought a camper van. Yeah, because LA rent is expensive. So I, I'm going to renovate this camper van and live in it and, and be that person in LA. So that's my new chapter. You are going to make an amazing hashtag influencer. Yay! Hashtag Life. <laughs> it'll be great it'll be it'll be so good i'm excited please send we will happily post um our social all of your hashtag van life photos. yeah i have to make a new instagram obviously yeah. and have it be for the, the camper van Oh it'll gosh. be great it'll be <laughs> yeah please come visit us and of course you're moving out there for the weather and this weekend we are supposed to get 14 inches of snow i know and i'm here so you know this is exactly what i'm avoiding and i'm here for it so it's fine impeccable timing really great weeks. i'm yeah i'm <laughs> killing it did i tell you uh the first time that i visited to chicago it was like the polar vortex back in 2014 oh no where it was like negative 30 and i was like this is my first time in snow and i was just walking around and people were like you're gonna die dude you're gonna really die like go inside and i was like no i want to go to the bean and i so i have a picture of me at the bean with no one around because it was so cold and i also i got the flu it, whatever what i know podcasting is not a particularly visual medium but <laughs> my face is just has fallen yeah it's uh that was the craziest thing probably that i've ever survived but i didn't know I didn't know that that was like 
insane. I thought, oh, it's cold here. And like, I just kept walking around and I like, I, I stayed in a hostel. So I got the flu because the person underneath me had the flu. Oh, no. So I was sick Why? and I was walking around Millennium Park just being like, well, it's cold outside. And like, I didn't understand. I was like, oh, I'm gonna die for sure. The things we do for exposure. So Jamie, I know you brought a couple things in to, to talk about. What, yeah. What's the what's the first one? Okay, so I brought I brought so many things, which the first one was Bo Burnham's Make Happy. But I realized that like, I just love it for like a specific feeling. It didn't get me through anything. Whereas the next one did get me through something. So maybe I should go to the next one. It's entirely your call. Okay, well, I'll go to the next one. And then that one is just a high, highly recommended <laughs> from jamiemeeksrecommends.com is um, that that's my favorite special of all time ever. But hashtag band specials. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have so many hashtags. Just everyone wait. Have you seen the movie? sleeping with other people i have not oh man okay tell me about sleeping the movie sleeping with so it's allison brie that's her name and jason stakis and they're they're terrible they like back in college lose their virginities to each other then they end up being terrible people then they come back together and become friends and then spoiler alert fall in love because It's a one of those. It's it's a rom-com. And then so but it's just it's such a good like, I don't know, I guess kind of growing up story because they both mature over time and then also rom-com. So it has a lot mixed in and ugh, about to get personal. I was sleeping around with this guy and then he left and moved to New York. And I didn't realize like this was last last summer. I don't remember. Yeah, last summer or something. I didn't realize that I liked him until he was gone. And I was like, oh, no. Well, the and then I found this movie just randomly on Netflix because you know the the government's watching, everyone's watching. This was the perfect movie for this like weird period of my life where I was all sad and heartbroken over nothing, nothing. I shouldn't have liked this guy anyway. He's the worst. I didn't understand that I was gonna miss him so much and be heartbroken and sad. This is like a weird little casual thing. It wasn't like a big deal. And then when he left, I was like, oh, I'm really sad now. Oh, and it just like was weird. Um, and then I found this on Netflix. Also, weird side note, him and Jason Sudeikis have similar mannerisms. So I was like, oh, no, this is bad. But I I watched it. There was a lot of like parallels to my life at the moment. And I was all sad. And then I I don't know. It just like I kept watching it over and over. And it like, I guess, helped me through such a sad, heartbroken time. Now it's like one of my favorite movies. And I just watched it with my friend in Austin. And I realized while I was watching it, I was like, oh, okay, I see like why this made sense to me at the time. They fall in love and just like be close friends but they're like not sleeping with each other because they're like oh if you do that you stand to lose the person and then so then they like fall in love and then they go to get married finally at the end oh spoilers of the movie but yeah anyway it's just a big like kind of redemption-y story like oh these two terrible people but we can still find love and happiness and I don't know if everyone feels this way about them but when something that you're like kind of romantically doing fails you're like oh everything's the worst and I must be broken and sad and blah but like i don't know and so it was a good little i don't know story of like two broken sad people and it's like look you they can be happy someday you'll be happy too and that's that's so inspiring <laughs> when you're just like laying in bed being like ah my my warm man pillow's gone you know like it's <laughs> i'm sorry if he ever listens to this i really dear god do not ever <laughs> but i don't know so it was a good it's a good movie for like that for and a lot of like 
And I was going to bring up also, like, You're the Worst, that show, too, where it's like, terrible people, but like, oh, look, we could still have love. That kind of thing, where it's like a, a dramedy, I don't know, that makes you feel a little bit better. It's like, at least I'm not them, you know? I'm I, Maybe I'm a shitty person and don't text back certain people or, like, ghosted some other people, but, like, at least I'm not these characters. And you feel better about yourself and you, I don't know, feel better about your love life or... I'm really glad that you brought that up because... Uh, one thing I was kind of thinking about while you were discussing was the appeal of watching why do we love and feel affection for really unlikable characters? Oh my god, I know! And that's such a big trend now. Like, I'm sorry, I'm so, like, I'm so loud. No, 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 um, you're fine. I'm just. Uh, that's such a big thing of like all of these really unlikable characters, but then they're still written in of such a way where you see them do something good, and then you're like oh okay it's still a person like have you seen nurse jackie ah that's that's the best one where it's like she'll do something like completely illegal and you're like oh no you shouldn't and then like help this other person and it's like okay yeah we're all kind of these weird mixed bags of like we're all kind of good and bad and just trying to get through i but i love that and i love that that's kind of where things are going because that's just a lot more real than any other characters you see like i don't know from older movies and things where they're just this little box of a person character thing that has like oh i have no flaws and here's my dress and whatever we're at a point where we want a katherine hepburn not an audrey sure yeah do i need to go <laughs> back and rewatch a lot of stuff because i don't i don't well because like i think about like audrey hepburn and in breakfast at tiffany's where she's just this like fabulous lady with mm-hmm. no flaws. i can see the image yeah for sure that's yeah definitely. and no discernible personality uh, yeah <laughs> and then i think about katherine hepburn who's just a bad bitch all the time i think we're at a point where we just even with things like romantic comedies and with sitcoms we just want more complexity but i mean how do you find i wonder where the balance is because you have a show like i think about like an it's always sunny in philadelphia yeah just assholes for the sake of assholes. i know and i couldn't get through that after a while like i watched maybe the first few seasons and then was like okay I, i there's i don't know but then with these other ones there's more of i guess it's more the unpredictable nature of the like Back to Nurse Jackie, like, you don't know if this time she's going to do something completely wrong and illegal or this time she's going to do something right. I guess you want to keep watching for that. Whereas, like, I couldn't I couldn't go any further with It's Always Sunny. I just I feel bad, but I totally get it. And I'm, I'm someone who loved It's Always Sunny. It was like a big staple show. It was a big staple show for me in, in college. And I think about shows like I wonder if we've evolved from the asshole for the sake of asshole or the anti-hero. Like, I think about how many people had, like, a huge boner for Walter White and Breaking Bad mm-hmm. to these, you know, trying to find the the nuance. Because we're all somewhere between Leslie Nope and <laughs> the cast of You're the Word. Or Sweet D. There's mm-hmm. thinking about the unpredictability of a character like Nurse Jackie, too, is is interesting because, you know, until you're faced with a certain situation, you know, you can, whether it's in character development or in real life, you can think about an arc going a certain way and then mm-hmm. you don't really know how you're how you're gonna respond i really like man i really need to rewatch that show because i loved it the whole way through it's just that one man i think actually i was watching that one during a weird time too i don't remember what happened but i remember i had enough time to watch all of it so i think maybe i was unemployed or something <laughs> but i really love that show i think i also have just like 
really grown to my favorite thing is like dramedies that are just because of that because of like the more real realerness of the what is a better word for that realerness realism of the, realism we got there the, there we go ah, there are words to explain things um of the characters it's just so much better and i don't know i'm also somebody that who like i'll watch like youtube channels of people like doing regular normal things or like back to van stuff um like these van life people who are just like today i did laundry and they just do a whole day of them doing laundry like i love watching i don't know why i think people love just watching other people be people and just see how you do that thing. I don't know. I mean, I think you nailed it. And I think that like why Marie Kondo's show has taken mm-hmm. off. So well. It's just, it's people in all their messy, complex glory. Oh my God, like, especially messy. Yeah. Figuring, figuring it out. Do, do you have a favorite, you know, van life YouTuber? Or- Ooh, yes. Yes. Multiple. I like, um... Eamon and Beck, because they also run a tea company. And so you kind of see like inside of their... I know. Cool, right? They're cool. I like um, these other two, the Matneys. They're like really young. They got married really young and then now do this. For them, it's mostly just like, hey, we're hanging out. Look what we did today. And then the other ones have a little bit more structure sometimes. They're like, this is all the stuff we don't buy anymore. And they'll explain stuff. But I like both. I like just watching them do stuff. And I'll, I'll... also follow them on their Instagram stories to just see like, oh, today he's skateboarding and like just see, I don't know. I love watching them just be people. And I'm like, I, I wish we were friends in real life, but like it still feels personal enough because they're talking to the camera or whatever. It's like, oh, I want to check in on my friends today. And you look at their little Instagram stories. And I don't know. I watched all of them got together. They're also friends. So that's cool. <laughs> that like It's like when your favorite shows do a crossover. It's like, oh, my God, well, they're all hanging out today. Yes. And so I watched them do like the big trade show for the tea company. And then the other two came to help these two. And it's like, it's so cute. It's so magical and sweet that they're just friends now because they're like people who live in vans. I think that's adorable. Or like how all the the women on The Bachelor all become like IRL friends after the show. Do they? Yeah. I'm not a big Bachelor person. I would I I have seen two, maybe three of the like season opener episodes to see like that's obviously the best part of the whole thing. When they come and I've seen ones where they're like, Oh, I'm in a chicken suit and I'm like, Oh fuck this show. I can't. It was a sloth costume on this season. Oh no. Jesus. I've seen like a shark Slow-mo. one. Oh, dear God. Shark Girl, Alexa, she was... Yeah, yeah, okay. Alexis Waters, please come on this show. Please, uh, <laughs> please come hang out. We need to talk to you. Uh, no, uh, Shark Girl is maybe my favorite Bachelor contestant of yeah. all time. <laughs> How uh, long did she stay on it? Or did she... She was... was she she probably finished, like, middle of the pack. Okay. But she was on Bachelor in Paradise, where I don't think she lasted very long either. Oh, is that a, is that a whole nother show? Do they have a spinoff? Yes, we can talk about ah! this at the bar. Okay. After, yes, definitely. I will, okay. I, will tell you <laughs> I don't want to make Bachelor this. In Paradise. Um, <laughs> don't want to make this about that. But you know, combining that that realism and and you talked a lot about having an affinity for dramedy. How do you think that view informs you as a comedian? Ooh. That's a good question. I well, I would say similarly to like dramedies, I'll I'll have 
jokes that are a lot lighter and then jokes that are like, whoa, clearly something went poorly there. You know, like they're just very dark or even like about death or something. I'll just have any kind of I think it's I think it's better to have everything along the whole spectrum of like and and if somebody doesn't like the light jokes and they're more a dark joke person, like I'll get them in two minutes and then everybody's on the same page. I, don't, I think it's a good idea to do kind of everything so you're maybe that's too broad maybe but i don't know i think dramedies are doing it great where there'll be like some sort of scene that's a lot lighter and then some sort of scene that's so sad and dark it also just shows like oh look this is a real person who has flaws and who has like i don't know like things that go bad and then by the end of the episode, though, they're still a standing in a person. It gives you hope, I think, a little bit. And has growth. Yeah, like, and has a lot of growth and shows, you know, they can overcome this and they can learn from this or whatever. Then again, I still love shows like Seinfeld where there's just no learning, no growth, just people being whoever. You, you had a good question, and I don't know if I answered it at no, all. No, this, <laughs> this is great. Um like that's the thing like Seinfeld is still really comforting for me like my family watches the Festivus episode ah. every every Christmas Eve it's it's an ongoing tradition that's cute the fact that there is no kind of character development or movement almost makes it feel dated yes yeah correct I agree <laughs> like this is very much in 1999 yeah like you can tell because that's just not how things are really done that much anymore or i guess well it's always sunny does that kind of but but even hmm. with all it's always sunny there's like the growth is episodic it's not Mm -hmm. like the characters at the end of the day are still the same assholes Mm -hmm. it's the introduction of danny devito as frank who's just pure (laughs) id pure sociopath oh my god yeah (laughs) <laughs> there's so, there's no arc there and yeah. it's still in it's still enjoyable but may just depend on what you want to accomplish yeah. <laughs> so so back to to sleeping with other people like did you ever share the that movie with the the person in question oh hell no oh god um <laughs> no dear god i hope they don't listen to this and they know that it's about them i don't know i i you know like i I've had also a a really long relationship that turned into mostly like, oh, we are just family members. Like, we are not, like, romantic with each other. We don't do it. Like, we don't have sex. Like, I've been in something like that, so I can understand how it may have gotten to be this way. But, like, also break up. Like, just break up. Like, what are you doing? I don't know. So that's why I didn't also care that much. (laughs) I was like, and I have jokes about it, too, in my stand-up. So it's not, like, a secret. I wonder if he's heard any of these jokes. Mm, that's but yeah like sorry what was the question again (laughs) what what about it (laughs) okay good take me through like your headspace the first time you watched this movie like oh my god how for you does it feel to see yourself in characters (sighs) that maybe that hit too close to home by which i mean assholes (laughs) oh yes well that too i don't i felt very like seen and exposed and i was like oh no who's watching who's like reading my text i don't like this but it was it was a little comforting obviously to be like okay cool so i'm not the only one who's like done this okay great but it was it was just such a weird movie to watch during this time but now it's like it's my favorite one of my favorite movies but yeah it was it was a little freaky like first off just finding it randomly on netflix was like okay who's listening because this is so weird that it just came up and was like you might like this based off of your life and then i i watched it and loved it and so 
I mean, I don't know. They were right. Whoever's watching me um, in the in the government or on mm. <laughs> Netflix or whatever it is. Man, Netflix's algorithm ease you in a way that you're like loved sometimes. ones don't. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes. And then sometimes it'll recommend to me. So, okay. Does this happen to everybody? I'll does like right when you open up the thing, is it always something different or always something the same? It's always something similar. Like one time I got as a browsing category inspirational reality competition shows. Which <laughs> nice. Just cut right to the core of my being. Yeah, and like, okay, cool. So you see my heart. <laughs> like you know how many times per episode I cry watching <laughs> American Ninja Warrior. Oh, really? I haven't seen that one like a long time. What? How many seasons is it on now? Eight or something. Oh my God. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> there will probably be an episode of the show about American Ninja Warrior. Oh, good. You should. <laughs> yeah. Going back to that movie now, you know, you've watched it a bunch of times. It's still so good. It's still, it, or I still love it for the same things of like, I don't know, just being like so weird and off. And there's like parts of like dialogue even where like okay so like the two main characters are having this part where like wh- the guy called the girl baby like twice in the day and then later she's like hey do you want to talk about that maybe you uh maybe you like me and we should talk about it and like i've for sure had conversations with whoever that i'm trying to date that's like oh are we do we like each other uh should we talk maybe should we not i don't you know like it's just a weird awkward thing to try to talk about bout with someone and so i'm glad that like other people have had similar awkward situations enough that it is now in a movie so that's good it makes me feel better i think is there anything else you wanted to talk about while well these all seem very trivial now that we dug deep into the other one i can just say them i i did like whenever i'm unmotivated in um i don't know career comedy stuff that like i just feel down on myself i watch like interviews uh like on late night shows of like celebrities i love that are like yeah i worked this job and i hated it and here's my little funny story about it those are so motivating for me i love them because i'm like look they they had a time where they were just not feeling it like not things were not good either you know Or, or then also when i'm sick i watch a lot of old uh pbs shows like ah, yes. I love, like arthur or clifford those are my go-tos and i was just sick like two months ago and i just sat there and watched like an entire season of arthur which is meant for children i get that but when you're sick like you only have that amount of brain capacity anyway that, it's so a it's wonderful like, <laughs> kind of day yeah exactly and uh one thing we always ask all our guests is there what non-pop culture related things do you like to do to practice self or community care? Ooh, self or community care. Well, comedy community wise, I like to go to all my friends shows as much as I can. If I'm free, I love to go to their shows because we're like, all of us are just posting to Facebook that we have shows and we don't know what we're doing. And so like, if I see that one of my close, close buddies has a show, I'm like, I'm going to go to your show. Like a lot of people don't do this because they have their own, their own shows or whatever. But like, I try to do that. And then self care wise, I try to, um, well, I get my nails done pretty often. I just got them done today. It just makes you feel clean and nice and put together. And so spending money on like tiny little things or like like buying a candle at Target. <laughs> Stuff that like that's like tiny things you don't think about that much, but it's like just makes you feel a little bit more elevated. Like it, they're very much like in the back of a magazine kind of self-care tips, but 
I like them. I don't know. Stuff like that. As long as it's not hurting anybody, there are no wrong answers on this on the show. Perfect. Great. Jamie Meeks, thank you so much for taking the time before your big show to be with us today. Break a leg tonight. Thank you. Yay. Where can people find you on the internet? Ooh, um, at sign Jamie M. Meeks. I think that's my same one for every uh, all of the platforms. You heard the woman at Jamie M. Meeks. Yay. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I'll Be There For You. We put out new episodes every other Sunday. Help you beat those Sunday scaries. Like us, download us wherever you listen to podcasts. Uh, like us, love us, want some more of us. Give us those uh, five-star <laughs> reviews. You can also, if you want to be a guest on the show, if you have any feedback, questions, concerns want to sponsor us whatever the case may be uh you can find us at i'll be there for you pod at gmail.com thanks and we'll talk to you next time